1: Hello, welcome to The Curator Podcast, this is episode 43. Hi, hello, welcome once again to your listener to the curator Podcast. I am your host, Mark Fraser. A couple of weeks ago, I managed to do a whole bunch of interviews at the one time, so this is one of those interviews, thank God. In this episode, I'm talking to Jake, Ian and Sean from Modern Baseball, who are, I think, a really great band. I uh, enjoyed their set when I seen them live recently, and let's just be perfectly honest, guys, they're doing that whole brand of indie emo thing, which is just really perfect right now I think it's a it's honest and sincere and they are honest and sincere guys who have who had quite a lot to say actually I enjoyed talking to them they were um we were doing a backstage in stereo so towards the end of the interview there was a little bit of noise from the music that started, started to play before doors opened but you know shit that happens sometimes that's cool that's cool but yeah It was really great to sit down and get a chat with these guys. I seen them a while ago supporting, uh, sorry, I seen them a while ago playing with You Blew It in Glasgow, and that was a sold out show and audio. This time they were playing another venue called Stereo, which is much, much bigger, and that too was sold out, and the crowd seemed to have a fucking great time. And to be honest, so did a a cracking band who are going to go on and do cracking things. They've got a new record coming out next Friday called Holy Ghost, and I've heard it, guys, and yeah. It's good It's good The production's much More polished Than the last two records Which I guess is Good And we actually talk A little bit about that In the, in the interview as well So I won't ruin that For you too much Now At the start of March They released Or rather the start of March to put two songs online From the new record So I'm going to play Both of them I'm going to open up With One of them And then I'm going to close With the other one Obviously So The first one Is a really great song Kind of got a modest mouse esque vibe, I guess, and it's called Every Day and it's sung by Jake. And as you may, as you're probably aware, if you're a fan of the band, the songwriting duties are kind of split between two vocalists and guitarists, Jake and Brendan. So this opens with Jake's song and it's called Every Day. I hope you enjoy it.
0: You hold my hand, you hold your liquor, rejection Two sticks flicker. You gave me tiny taints of your truth. I was starved and you were I drove back home when you got sick. Just tripping, tripping that devotion star Breaking like a bread won't part Just sipping, sipping from that holy cup.
1: with three quarters <laughs> of modern baseball. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing good. all right. Yeah. The genetic question's always how's the tour going? So how's the tour going? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: cool. That's uh, long. We've been in a lot of countries now. So <laughs> but it's good. It's been fun. We went to Australia for the first
3: time. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Cool. We're out with two of our favorite bands that uh, we've ever toured with: two Pup and Three Man Cannon. So, like when you.
2: It was wild. Uh, everybody was way nicer than America, <laughs> and the beaches were beautiful. The waves and were sick. The waves were sick. The waves were super sick. We all hung ten, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it
1: was awesome. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to go. My father went to Australia once, and he was saying that he didn't like it because really? everything there wants to kill you.
2: <laughs> uh, that is true It was kind of scary With like the
3: spiders And snakes yeah. and stuff But was super any.
1: racist As well apparently. Oh actually
3: You know Come to think of it There was a little bit of uh, Of a A homogeny In Yeah uh, yeah, it's they're just so like
2: separated, kind
1: of. So I don't know. It I if it works for you, I mean, that's, I guess that's <laughs> why it was a prison, I guess. Yeah. Don't, apparently, you don't say that to them. They get really angry if you tell them you used to be a prison. Just <laughs> well, something to remember when you go back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to go on too long about it, but I, I should probably foreground that uh, this podcast is basically about creativity. Cool. So uh, it's um, we love that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> all well, about that. Yeah, that, I would like to think so. Being a band, otherwise <laughs> doing, doing the wrong fucking thing. Uh, but I just wanted to know. Um, I would like to start off with an kind of origin story, but not for the band, but I guess just for you guys as musicians. So anybody can take this question first, but I would like to know when did it all begin? Like when did you realize you wanted to you wanted to be a, a musician? I guess. And feel free to jump in, anyone. Uh.
3: I started taking piano lessons because my parents made me when I was six, and then when I was ten decided piano isn't cool enough, <laughs> and then uh, my parents bought me my first guitar and I've been playing ever since I bought my first bass
1: shortly after that, so. So were you like a bass player, like a guitar player that became a bass player?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened
1: to me as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <Hell> yeah. sucks. <laughs>
2: He's a damn good bass player, though. he got lucky. Yeah. I don't know if I ever, I don't think I ever, like, considered myself a musician, like, as a lifestyle, until maybe, like, last year, but uh, I always, uh, I don't know, I also started playing music in, like, elementary school. I started playing cello. And then cello wasn't cool enough, so I got a bass so, on eBay. <laughs> Hence the phrase, cello, you, you, got, you got, a got a bass. bass. <laughs> exactly. And then my mom's friend gave me a guitar after that, uh, and then everything else. But yeah, so I guess it was pretty young.
1: That's interesting you mentioned you didn't really realize you were a musician until, like, last year. What, yeah, it wasn't... What, insan- what, <laughs> what changed? Like,
2: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I always kind of thought of it as, like, something I really love, but something I just yeah. do yeah on the side when I have time but then there was a moment more recently with the band where I was like oh wait this is what I do all the time (laughs) (laughs) so then I was like I guess I'm a musician now
4: (laughs) I think it was for me it was when I started paying taxes
1: yeah I was
4: was like oh
2: (laughs) what is my job (laughs) what have I
1: been doing occupation musician Yeah, yeah it's weird I've never had to I've never considered like it's really unglamorous, yeah, And I need to fill up my tax return this year, like, yeah. but, um, yeah. I'm coming back from tour, and I need to fucking declare all this. Right, yeah. And yeah. it's really <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's
4: really, yeah, it, 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 there's, it takes a lot of getting used to, just like when you're in a cab, and you're like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> if feel like We're such a close. music man. <laughs> so
1: you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can show you my tax return, I've, got, yeah. I've, I've made money, like, please don't dis- 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 disregard what I just said. Um, was there like so you guys I guess <laughs> paying taxes aside, um was was there can you remember the moment when you realised that you wanted to be in a band? Was that was there a particular particular moment when you thought this is the avenue that I'm going down? Like I know you just said that mm-hmm. you became decided or you sort of realised oh yeah. shit, I play music for a <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I suppose maybe a better question is a lot of fans don't realise that they cross that kind of threshold totally. from it being like a ball. Totally. Yeah. What was the realization?
2: I think that was like way back when the first time that I saw like a local band play in the town that I was from because I had seen like bigger concerts before of like national touring bands but it wasn't until and I like play guitar and stuff but it wasn't until I found out that like they were bands in
4: my town started by people who were my age that I was like oh I want to do that yeah, it was yeah, seeing like, and even going to like, you know, festivals like Warped Tour kind of stuff, and like seeing people on stage and be like, Jesus, they're like my age, yeah, yeah. and they're doing this, yeah. like so like either combination of seeing it at the local level, and seeing it at the bigger level, yeah. and seeing like that trajectory where you're just like, oh, this is viable, like I could <laughs> do this and like probably not make money, but like, <laughs> I could like travel and people might come uh, see me. Yeah,
1: the traveling aspect must be really really, I guess it's really fortunate thing to have, because not a lot of bands can, can do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Uh, not lot, not everybody's cut out to be a full-time musician either, I don't think, you know. like right. a, lot, yeah. a lot of people can I guess, even if you're young, it's difficult to make that cut-off point, to go, and I'm going to dedicate all my time to doing oh, this. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's um, a lot of time away from home and a lot yeah. of time
2: from the, away from the rest of your life. And you don't really realize how much you give up until <laughs> you like do it and then come back. Like, oh wow! And you play a lot of catch
3: up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is also, that, uh, sorry? Are you- oh,
4: I mean, it's just also it's like it's it's finally it's that you know that first time you're traveling this band you just you can't fathom that this would ever happen to you and you're so excited. Right. And then it really sinks in the fifth time you get to Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in Texas for the fifth time. Yeah. What is my life? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I guess okay. I'm kind of wondering then. Does life kind of go on hold? Does it feel like it's going on hold you're on tour, but you get home and it's like, oh shit, everything's changed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that Kinda. that definitely is a thought that I've had at times. I wouldn't say that that is like entirely true. Certain because, aspects. Yeah, especially with like the internet and being connected to everyone while you're away. Right. Like you can kind of see things happening. But, um, I mean, especially when you're overseas and you're cut off from everything and you come back and you're like, wow, all of this stuff happened with my friends, family, the place I live or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't there for any of it. <laughs> One weird thing
2: that I remember was, uh, well, I guess I, looking back now, I realized that the music scene in Philly has like periods of like having a lot of bands and a lot of shows and then less bands, less shows, and it kind of goes back and forth, but I remember uh, around the time of one of our first long tours, um, and maybe the first Wonder Years tour, when we left, like, the scene was super crazy, everything was awesome, there were so many cool bands, and we had, like, left with that tour, and I was listening to all the bands that were playing around town at the time for that whole tour, like, on my headphones, and then we got home, like, six weeks later, and, like some of those bands went on tour, or like some of those bands broke up, or some of those bands never put out more music, and it was like, oh, I never got to see that band. Like, what happened? <laughs> so that yeah. was really weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. You guys, uh, I've been reading, I read in other interviews that you guys kind of all moved to Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did that play a part in becoming and deciding that you want to be in a band? Uh, Seeing that happening? happening? I think it definitely
2: it Definitely was a motivator yeah. of sorts. It made it feel kind of purposeful in a way, like we all came to this place for whatever reason but like we came into this place that was like a hotbed of musical activity and we all quietly realised that we could be a part of it. So it was pretty, it was really exciting more than
4: anything.
1: Just rolling back a little bit, team um, coming off tour and things have changed, is that ever how is that com- is that a comfortable existence, like to, to know that you're coming home and feeling that you've you've missed stuff or you you okay with that or like do you ever think about it or is it just like, oh another thing's changed mm-hmm. and then cool just got on with life and look forward to the next thing or is yeah. I often wonder often wonder about that when bands are yeah. away for long periods of time and they come back, yeah. you know? I think I mean I
4: kinda of think of it as like the cost of living like you know, like right cost of yeah. being having the opportunity of being in a band that's like doing well and traveling, you know. And, like you have all these amazing aspects of your life and like even though tour can be hard sometimes, like you're not in a nine to five. And right. to get that opportunity you've got to give up some other stuff. Yeah. So it's harder sometimes and sometimes it just feels like I wanted to get away from home for a little yeah. while so that was yeah. sick. And you gotta remind
2: yourself a lot of the time I know I do this, like if you get halfway through a tour and you feel really bummed out or you miss home and you think about you know you're missing all your friends and you like saw a picture of everybody at a show or at a bar or something and you're like that looks really fun but like I can do that when I'm home but I don't have to do that like every night ever you know so
3: yeah and I feel like also on tour it's important to remind yourself whenever you're feeling homesick because it usually happens you know like Especially when you're doing like a full US tour, which can be like five, six, we've even done a seven-week tour, yeah. like around week three or four, you start to think about it more and you just have to remind yourself about <laughs> the like week or two leading up to it where you're just like, oh my god, I <laughs> gotta get out, of here. Gotta get out <laughs> of here, I can't wait to be on tour. <laughs> like.
1: So. Apart from the crowds and stuff, like yeah, I've toured and mm. Britain a couple of times, and mm. I literally, my brain cannot comprehend how fucking big America is, like, it's <laughs> how, how long the drives are and yeah, like, shit, you just don't get that long. here in Britain at all. It's
2: so crazy to, for with the first time we came over here, and every drive is, like, two hours or three hours, but on when we do a US tour, not only is it six weeks long, but you've got, like, four or five or six mm. or seven drives that are 12 hours just to get from like one city
4: to
1: another. In Australia? Yeah. It's, oh yeah, Crazy, you yeah. gotta
4: fly to show <laughs> Yeah, You didn't realize That's that. Shit's nuts. Yeah.
1: You, you mentioned briefly walk tour, and I was just I it's not a question I had, but it popped into my head there. It's like, you guys were kind of with a little contingent of bands, which were probably quite out of place in how walk tour now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is now. Is that safe to say? That, was that kind of an experience you had? That you were kind of- Wait, I'm sorry? About out of place for the uh, many of the other bands that played? it was kind of-
2: like we were in the same scene as them,
1: kind of? Yeah, well, most of the bands are like kind of metal, band, metal bands and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, that's not the two that I've ever known. Oh. Uh-huh. You know, like, so what was it like? Did you have that expectation when you went on it to be like, oh, these bands are kind of, I don't know, they're totally different from us. They're kind of yeah. like hair metal something like. It's yeah, something it's so definitely cool a hell, lot you know,
3: like. different now than it used to be. Yeah, and even when we went, it was a lot different from what it used to be. Right. Uh, I feel like it's just an ever-changing
1: thing. Yeah. I suppose Kevin's quick good at that, seeing what was happening and making making it cater to the kids, because as it, I guess as a right. at yeah. The, end of the yeah. I mean,
4: it, it's just not nec- what's happening is not necessarily always good. So yeah, <laughs> if he has to cater to it, it's not like we always agree with. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah let's talk about the new record because I've, I've been listening actually a thing happened I only got it yesterday but man it it it's not it's not often that a record stays with me anymore <laughs> and I, I, I'm aware it's a, fact, a factor of me getting old <laughs> yeah because like music yeah. I'm still really connected to music but a lot of it doesn't make me f- feel like I don't right. get the feeling I used to get anymore it definitely right? feels you harder to find yeah. something yeah. but like I listened to it four times in two days which I've not done for a long fucking oh, time man. and yeah, it's, it's it feels like it kind of feels like an open wound to me. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, that's cool. And I was that's wondering, like, sweet. there's a lot of honesty in it. Um, is that something you always like? Most of your records seem to have that vibe. Is that something you kind of strive for? Like,
2: yeah, I think so. Um, when I, when me and Brendan first started writing songs, the bands that we bonded over were bands. That did that like we had been listening to music for our whole lives but we had only recently found bands like um say anything and gaslight anthem and uh, weatherbox and all kinds of stuff where the song the principal songwriter was like actually trusting the listener enough to share like valuable emotional information uh and then, you know, you create this relationship with the band because you can be honest with the listener and with the songwriter, so... And we thought that was kind of crazy, so we were like, we should do that.
1: <laughs> but, so is that like a, just a default kind of writing mode now? Just yeah, so I think it it's always, just natural now
2: yeah. for us to keep doing it. But but we definitely try... We always try to figure out how to do it better and stay sincere.
1: It's, it's, I think this, that whole society aspect is... It's like treating your fans not like not stupid either. Like yeah. giving them, right. it's like an author. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. get, like presenting them the art and saying, "Look, you you can make sense of this. We don't yeah. need to break it down for yeah. you, so that you have to in small parts to make like to basically bludgeon that message, totally. which a lot of bands tend to do." Yeah, is that is that a self? I guess that's now I guess when you started, there's always that self conscious thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think uh, I feel like before. I think the way that we write has changed since the first record and the second record, uh, and we still try to be as honest as we can, but we definitely are trying to grow as songwriters and like think about things in a deeper way and uh, like offer that to our fans, Like not assume that they need to have us write a certain way, like keep being like, the same, Like try to create a situation where we can try to move forward as writers and like intellectuals even, and have the fans grow with us to like discover those new ideas, so
1: yeah. If I did find the bands, or people that like bands like yourselves and the guys like Anthem are a lot more fervent and that kind of love, uh-huh. would you see you guys have quite an intimate relationship with your fans mm-hmm. because of that?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's like this weird... When you make yourself vulnerable in your music and you show it to like so many people, There's obviously, you know, people who are here like a song one time on YouTube and they think like, oh, that's really corny. But if you find that kind of song, you listen to it over and over again, then you feel like even though you've never met this person who wrote the song, you can trust each other. So we'll have these crazy moments with fans when they come up to us at the shows and they'll be like, you know, this song got me through this crazy time. This song got me through this crazy time. I feel like I know you. And then we'll feel like we know that person. So it's really special and crazy.
1: Were you guys prepared for that to happen when you first... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you, what was it like the first time that happened? Can you remember what you, like, what, it was, what you felt when someone says "Like, I feel like I totally get you? It was...
2: Uh, it was like... I had felt that about other bands before um, but the first time somebody said that to me I was like... Uh, I don't even know. It was really overwhelming it made me feel really special Uh, and it also gave me like this really uh cute like universal feeling of connection you know through music it definitely made music a lot more important to me like I always appreciated music on a certain level but when I was able to do that for someone else then that took like music to a whole new level for Like the fact that I could make something that did that to somebody uh, made me value it
1: even more than I already did. See that um, the whole vulnerability that you can display does that make it harder to play older songs? If you don't really identify with that moment, all that means kind of that's in that song. I think
2: it's still—it's definitely not the same as playing a brand new song. It's like lately when we've been playing playing the brand new record songs, it feels like really. Into it, but to still play the old songs and have people mm. sing them and even still say after the shows like this old song helped me get through this still means like a whole lot.
1: So, yeah. and the record sounds. Well, I think it's the best sounding record you guys have yeah. done. Uh, I know a lot of the older stuff was kind of more lo-fi. Yeah. And this is definitely more high fi <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, What was 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 there? Did was there, have to be a change in the way you guys were creating music to to record in that way, or was it just like well? Let's make it simple. Like last this, yeah.
3: this
1: time, or um, I think, well, the number one
3: biggest change that plays into yeah. that is the fact that uh, we actually brought somebody else in to the studio with us for the first time ever. We had done everything else ourselves, uh, but we brought in uh, Joe Reinhardt of Hopalong, and Algernon Cadwalader uh, to engineer and produce the record. Um, so we could just focus on playing and you know, writing um, and that had an enormous effect but also another big thing was we we kind of knew our way around the studio way yeah. better this time For sure. So and, and around what we wanted, how we wanted things to sound yeah. you know before it would kind of just be like throw up a guitar amp we don't really have time to make it sound as perfect as we want it we don't really know how we want it to sound, <laughs> just kind of, you know, do it to do it. But we definitely knew more of what we wanted this time. We, we spent, spent a lot. lot more time and effort making everything sound just how we wanted it to. It definitely
1: sounds like a lot of care has been taken against that which is, I, I was surprised when I heard it at first because <laughs> like, I'm not, I wasn't expected to sound yeah. that way. <laughs> That's awesome. But I was happy because it's, I like loudness. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. It's loud. <laughs> um, it also sounds like musically it's probably the most triumphant thing you guys have done. I think. I know. I know Thank a lot of the likes are sort of deal with a lot of darker themes and stuff, but musically it does sound like, it's like fuck yes, like yeah. overcome, you know? That's sick. Does that make sense? Or am I just I, making it up? <laughs> I think that actually comes from the production
2: a little bit, because when we would record things ourselves before, because we weren't so well versed in recording, like, we would want things to come off a certain way, but because of our, like, actual recording limitations, everything always, I think, came off still sincere, but kind of, like, plunky <laughs> and not so triumphant. But I think with Joe's help, yeah, uh, we definitely were able to, like, create a really big sound. Yeah, and be more focused. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, sure.
4: too, like, okay, I would think, let's say, you know, this is the first record, with the other records being like, I think you could basically say what you had in your head is what we ended up with. Right. Yeah. And then like, this is the first time where you, we had ideas, but like, we needed someone else around us, better gear around us, more yep. time to actually make it something that exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Yes. As opposed yeah. to just be like, all right, we need to get this, and then we'll and we it do down, it, and then it's okay. That's that's what that is. Yeah. Not totally. like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I <didn't expect> that. <laughs> this could be even better.
1: think yeah. that? Was our. I guess was was more attention you detail to Clarkson when you were recording? Definitely. Them then, oh, definitely. yeah. Plus oh, just yeah. the fact that they, Jake and Ian, would engineer the
4: other records, so they yeah. didn't have to think about the engineering. And yeah. Obviously, yeah. We, we all had a hand. Well, we had zero-handed. <laughs> <laughs> they had a hand, but they could focus on yeah. music.
2: Because before we'd be like playing a guitar part, and then would be like, oh wait, I should move the microphone. And you move the microphone, and then you go back and like play the guitar part again. Yeah. But this time it was just... Focus on the guitar part, Joe's gonna worry about the way it sounds, and everybody can totally
3: focus on what we're doing. Yeah. And lot, especially with more time too, we could, you know, Yeah. we, we could just focus on, or we, we, you know, we could listen back to what we've done. And if we didn't like it, we
1: could go back and do it, yeah. it again. <laughs> <laughs> the last record was uh, was on The with Charles the America, which is... Was there any expectation going on this one, that you had to fucking do something a bit different, or...? I still don't believe that that <laughs> happened before, so... Yeah.
3: <laughs> Either that, or... I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I always forget that. That's yeah, fucked
4: yeah. up. My that
1: grandpa was stoked up. on it. Yeah. You know, like, I got no idea. So that's like, you can go, by the way, this record was... It's, you fucking people listen to it and shit like what's going it cool. on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, is like this and like the night show sold out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> bigger venue <thing laughs> than last time and shit, so it's, it's wild. That's quite oh, triumphant in wow. yourself I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Bob is helpful to on the, the music, which means it's really messing in the sound. I'm gonna wrap it up. As right. anything you guys want to say, anything you want to ask me before before I finish. We love Glasgow. Yeah, we, we really do. Island, and yeah. we went
4: to Edinburgh for the first time yesterday
3: and we love Edinburgh. And We got to hold owls today that yeah. rocked. Oh man. Also We love the pooches. Yeah. We love the pooches. Yeah, <laughs> love the pooches. <laughs> Favorite band forever. What what
2: is
1: it you love about Glasgow?
4: This architecture is beautiful. Yep. I think Places. Um because yeah, so some buildings are... in Lasco
1: that's well older than your entire country, so Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Is
4: that like the Seriously? beauty of yeah. the history and but the scene's super cool and like mm-hmm. fans go off at the shows and Bob is a fucking man. Yeah. yeah. Um, love that guy. And you know, me and Ian really love BuckFast and go down to bottle as people, so that's
1: that's not ideal. <laughs> 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 Oh yeah, well, it's been a complete
3: pleasure. Thank you very much for coming today. Of course, thank, yes, you. thank you so much, man. I'm Nick
0: Friedman. I'm Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect.
4: We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And- yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right <laughs> Hold it in. Hold
0: on. And our current faves. Luffy
4: must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? Oof. Say Ooh. what you're going to say and I'll circle
0: back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
1: So there you have it, that's uh, Modern Baseball. Lovely, lovely guys. I really wish we could have spoke for longer because I had a ton more questions in my head, at least, anyway. And But it just, just didn't happen because as soon as the music came on, the whole the whole sound, the, all the sound just kind of went out the window a little bit for me. No one's fault, really, but having to stop and change over to a microphone and rearrange everybody to, to have a further conversation was proven would have proven to be a total headache for everyone involved, T- total headache for everyone involved so when they come back we'll definitely do it again because I'm sure they'll be back soon, I mean those guys are just about to bring out a new record so I've got no doubt they'll be back in the very near future I suspect. I hope you enjoyed the interview, thank you very much for listening, keeping it short and sweet this week because I'm about to head out on tour with my band so I don't really have a lot of time to ramble on on these little intros and outros. So yeah, thank you for listening. Please check me out on please if you're if you're on iTunes, please give me a rating and review, I'd really appreciate that. And just pop over to my website, thecuratorpodcast.com, for all your information all your creator podcast needs. Oh yeah, I went there. I went mar I went full Mark Marin there. Yeah, I totally did. I'm Gonna put you out now with Apple Cider I Don't Mind, which is another song from Holy Ghost. I hope you enjoy it. Once again, thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye bye.